What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
captivated, inflated, I'm on a whole new entry. My space invaded, upgraded, I hear you talking to me. It's in the boom of the thunder, it's in the cool of the rain. And I say, I don't ever want to get away. Tonight is beautiful, it's got my mind on you. And everywhere I turn is a reminder. I see you in Thank you. Oh, Jesus. 
You gotta help me this morning, Lord. You gotta help me. You gotta help me this morning. Okay. Great. What I was trying to say is that uh, I've taken on a few hard, hard cases. You know, deliverance. And I, I'm, the ones that I've taken on, <clears throat> I kind of mentioned it a bit. Uh, I, I got to bring a couple people in the name of Jesus. Okay. It's some people... They walking under a dark cloud. I mentioned it very briefly yesterday, and then I was reading my um, emails and texts, and the reason it's a couple of Ted. Well, it's it's a couple of Ted liners, two to be exact. And um, they have not been able to have a baby. And about two years ago, God told me they were going to have a baby and it was going to be a boy. And I thought that they had had the baby. But, I mean, I don't, you know, I hadn't talked to them or anything. But so then I get an email and they reminded me of what I always say, because I always say it doesn't take God forever to do anything. So then I was thinking about, as I was reading the email, and I was thinking, mm, they don't have a baby yet. Then the Lord brought back what he had given me yesterday and let me know that it is time for the barren womb to give birth. I mean, to, to to be healed. Well, yeah, the barren womb to give birth, that's what he was letting me know. And he was letting me know about the um, spiritual womb and the natural womb. But that isn't where I was at yesterday when I was in Genesis. But... It was like God is telling me when I, you know, when I give you a scripture that that there's going to be a manifestation in in in, in every part of it, in all parts of it. So I was thinking about them, and I was thinking, okay, it's time for them to to uh, to 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 give birth. That's all I was thinking about, give birth, and it's time for the. Um, seed and the egg to connect and then we have birth so as I was thinking about that I was also you, you know we moving as a matter of fact today is moving day one uh, after today the office in downtown Dalton will be closed I'm going to take another week to clean it up and um turn it back over to to the person I leased it from. Better than it was, a lot better than it was when I leased it. And I thought about all the work we put into into it because I thought I was going to be there a while and how great it was, you know, one block from the oil and everything. But today is moving day. And even in the midst 
of this uh, virus, I found out that movers are designated as essential services. So therefore, everybody just about in this town is like doing what the president said, shut down. But the Lord said, go to the computer and put in moving service, Chattanooga. Because we had used um, a moving service for the healing home. That's what it was for. In the healing home, I have some big old antique uh, pieces of furniture, and we couldn't handle it. And what happened that time is that um, uh, I was buying some mattresses in Box Springs. I walked outside a big lot, and there was a truck out there, two men in a truck. And uh, I wrote the number down. I called them up, and they came to big lots without me even being there, picked up the stuff, and moved it in the healing home. So I was trying to find them again, but the Lord said, no. I called the up. It was the wrong person. Listen to this story. I said, did you um, move some stuff? Can you see if I'm in your computer? And the lady said, no, but we can um, create a new file. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, that's okay. No, thank you. Because, see, God didn't tell me to do it like that. So while I was looking for the other one, and the lady lied to me, too. She lied to me, so I knew I could not use her. She said, we're the only one in Chattanooga. I said, uh-oh, something's wrong. Because I know who I use. And so this other company popped up. And their trucks were red with white lettering. And I thought, hmm, for the blood of Jesus, red. The Holy Spirit said, call them up. I called them up. I explained my dilemma to him. And he said, yeah, we, we, we're considered non-essential service. I mean, we're considered essential services. Right. So when I called him up, I talked to him. I told him, and the reason I had to be out of there today is because I had turned the utilities off by faith. I turned them off today. I turned them off yesterday, the 10th. And um, the burglar alarm wasn't working. And I thought, oh, man, maybe I turned them off yesterday, which I did when we called the utility company. I had shut them off on April the 10th, and they were shut off. So then I called this man. He said, he said, I can be there. I can be there at... uh, nine in the morning and I can have three men. Now normally I told you it was two men in a truck. Normally, except when I moved from South Carolina to here, we had, I don't know, five or six men and three three big trucks. So this is my point. I followed God's instructions. Today is moving day. I had already turned off the utilities. So I had faith in God that today I would be, that office would be shut down and 
only thing I have to do is go back and clean it, you know, clean it up and uh, everything. So guess what, brothers and sisters? Today is moving day. Now, the only problem, only little problem is this is a moving company. So, you know, they charge you for the men, they charge you for the truck, and they charge you, uh, they, they, this guy gave me a good deal. And so I said, okay, come on. So I said, okay, I can, I can, I can rob Peter over here, pay Paul over there. And so uh, Brother Joe came in with the mail. And I looked at the mail. I opened the mail. And in, inside the mail was a check for the exact amount that this guy done told me it was going to. Actually, the check was for a little bit more to move. And I just began to thank And I called the person up and I said, thank you. And this is what they told me. They said, I'm a realtor. And I um, closed out two, two deals, I think they said. And this is what they told me. They said, those were the hardest deals I have ever done. She said, but I believe that they were so hard because the Lord knew I was to send that money to you. The tithe. Or whatever it is. And and, and they had told me they were going to send me an offering for just to pray for them. And I prayed. Needless to say, on the day that I told a man to come, the day God had told me to shut off the utilities downtown Dalton, is the day I got the check in the mail from her to pay for the whole move. You see, we're old. We we don't have we we have strength of I'm old, bruh, you're old, Jose not old. <laughs> But, you know, we we can't be moving this. And the, and the furniture I like is old and big and heavy. What I'm trying to do with you this morning, I'm trying to build your faith. Maybe that's why I didn't have a, I didn't have a real message this morning. But the message of faith is always a real message. So here, I didn't have a truck, didn't have a man, didn't have a strength. Didn't even have the money, I mean, allocated for that. But I get I get a check in the mail that's the exact amount and, and, and enough to get a man a tip. Because God told me a long time ago about tipping people for service. And plus, you know, Brother Joe is in the hospitality industry, and he always tips because for years, I mean, in that industry, you just know to reward people for their service. I'm telling you, God want to reward some of you for your service, but you ain't putting none in. Because you think, I thought you had to be paid for everything. You don't want to let God pay you. I'm telling you, his payment is 
His payment covers everything. And it cannot be it cannot be minimalized down to a few dollars. Or a whole lot of dollars. I'm just telling you, um, what you need when you need it, God has it available for you now. And I was also thinking about this. How many of you, I mean, we're going to do the foot washing next Thursday. But how many of you are really ready to step into the newness of life when this thing is over? How many? How many? You see, when you were born, you were born under a death sentence. You were born to that from the day you took your first, first breath as a little bitty baby and the doctor like smacked you on your little bottom and you went, wow, or Wow, whatever. <laughs> you felt that pain from that little whack. From the day you took your first breath out of your mother's womb, you started dying. Isn't that something? But that that wasn't the real death. The real death took place when you started living. Are you hearing me? I'm not don't want to confuse you this morning. You see, when you became born again, it's when you took on the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as we become as we grow in him and become more mature in him, it's just like the cycles of life. You're born again, you're a baby in Christ. Then you become a little toddler in Christ. Then you become walking in Christ. Then you begin your adolescency in Christ. Then you begin your teenage life. Then you begin your mature life where you begin to come of age and so forth until you die. And the Bible says, only what you do for Christ, from the span of that little whack on the bottom, you see, at that point, you under the um, you under the uh, anointing, the blessing of your mom and your daddy. But then, when you reach that age of accountability, you on you on your own. You have to deal with your own what sins, iniquities, transgressions. And all through this maturation process, God is making you, building you, strengthening you, because the Bible says, it is, a, it is anointed um, unto each man to what to die. But the real death begins when you die in the flesh 
and you take upon that new life. Now, some of y'all think I'm just talking, but it's in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. I am just talking. But I'm also sharing a miracle with you. It was a miracle for me to open that check and have all the money to move. But that's the way God does me. I didn't have no money to move to Tennessee either. God said move. I put it in process and the whole manifestation. Whoa. It became real. Now, what I'm concerned about, and I'm going to work on it over, over this weekend, if I, I, yeah, I will, because once once the movers leave, that's one less uh, weight on my shoulders. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know if some of you know this or not, but from the time I got the keys to this church here, and it became Jesus Believers Church, I've not left out of this church. I slept on the pews. I don't know how long we slept on the pews because I had to I had to pray my own anointing in here. I had to pray out of here what was in here when I came here so that God could replace it with the anointing that abides and rests upon me here. I thank God that the ground had already been dedicated to God through a through a pastor uh, 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 of the Assemblies of God Church because that's who built this church back in the 50s. It may not look like it, but well, I, no, I think it was a little one in the fifties, and it, and and then they just built around it and built built it up to to the size. And when I described it to you as seventeen thousand square feet, let me tell you, it's seventeen thousand square feet, and I think it sits on about two acres. But but we're gonna control the whole block because whoever controls the corner control the block. And the man finally agreed a couple days ago to sell it to me. I don't have to wait now to buy it. But that's down the road. God got that covered too. He knew he knew during this pandemic when I was gonna have to fight for life and health and strength. That's what he wanted. I've been telling Ted God is on the move. I said, don't miss him. In the day of your visitation, don't miss him. I told you I wasn't going to miss him under no circumstances. The only way that the enemy could have thought I would miss him is if I died. And if I died, I would definitely not miss him because I'd be going to be with him for eternity. You see, the river is, the river is flowing. The waves are coming in, the big waves. The question is, have you positioned yourself? Tedline is being positioned that when this um, shut-in is over, we're going to step right on into the newness of life, starting with this foot washing on Thursday. Because God said, wherever your feet touch, you can possess it. I'm a living witness. 
I am a living witness to the word of God being real and true and factual. And if you followed this headline, you have followed my walk. So I, 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 I know that my horizon has got to expand because God's purpose is unfolding. And it's unfolding not just for me, it's unfolding for all those who will do what believe. That's all God is calling you to do, believe. Believe what? That his word is true. That not only does he stand behind his word, but he's in front of his word because he is his word. Hallelujah. He is his word. So how could it not be true? How can it not be real? How can it not do what he says it will do? But the key is, do you believe it? Do you believe it? I believe it, and I'm living it. And and, and this is not boasting. If I'm boasting, I'm boasting in Christ and his competency. I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up. And nothing, nobody but the word of God and and his truthfulness. The word of God and God's ability to operate and manifest and reveal himself to his word. The word works. But that's why God even brought the Sandy Patty songs back. Face to face. My face, even Jesus, Jesus is a living demonstration. He said, I must, what, do the works of him who sent me while it is day, when the night cometh, no man can work. He said, I set my face toward Jerusalem. I set my face toward God's plan and God's purpose for me, the son of God. That's what Jesus said. And I'm saying... I set my face toward Jesus. I set my face in his word. I set my face to faith. To faith. And your faith should be at a different level than it was 45 days ago. Your faith should be at a different level where it was 30 days ago. You know why? You're alive. You're alive. The whole purpose of Resurrection Sunday is to bring you into the the remembrance and the understanding that he rose from the grave. That he is alive right now I played that old uh, I played that Phil Driscoll song he doesn't sing the whole song but I remember I, I don't even Joe, for, for years I walked around Joe, do you remember he made us some coffee and left but I used to walk around singing he's alive again and the stone's been rolled away He's alive again. 
no more longer in his grave. He's alive again. Let everything that has breath, yay! Everything that has breath, yay! Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I walked around singing that, just singing it and singing it and singing it. And the more I was singing, the more alive, the more real. I told you sometimes you have to talk to yourself. And I didn't want anybody to think I was still crazy, see? Because at one time I was when I was demon possessed. Crazy. <laughs> really crazy. But Jesus changed me. And this, it, 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 it didn't want, it wasn't no bam, supernatural miracle, I'm changed. Nope. He started changing me. The day he cast out and and those demons were exercised out of me under a tent. It wasn't in no luxurious church with no pew and no air conditioning. It was under a tent with flies and mosquitoes. He changed me. And then I had to go through the conversion process. He converted me. He transformed me. And he's yet doing it. How? By building, increasing my faith. I live by faith. I walk and talk and eat by faith. I knew it was going to be a rough, rough, rough ride. When I took on them, them people with them real bad um, um, demons, when you're fighting celestial powers and terrestrial, when somehow you done got yourself hooked up with people that operate from the lunar realm, I knew, I knew it was going to be almost a fight to the death. But I also knew what God told me. He said, you can help him. He said, you can help that lady. Now is your time. You thought you had some hard stuff before. Now you're going to see what hard is. And the only thing God wanted me to say is, okay, yes. You think you done fought some witchcraft battles? I'm going to show you what a witchcraft battle really looked like, and you're going to overcome. Yes, God, okay. You see, if you show me a Christian called to be a believer, and they come, and I meet them, and you know what? If they turn out to be crying and um, complaining and if they have, if they full of self-pity and if they uh, have a whimpering attitude, if they act like they surprised what the devil has done to them, I know I know one thing, brothers and sisters. 
that they don't know God like they should. If they come to me and they are surprised <laughs> at the devil's attack, I know we got a problem. I know they don't know God like they should. And in some instances, I am ministering to people who have been serving God for 10 and 15 and 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years. And they act like they are surprised that the devil has attacked them. That's what the devil does, brothers and sisters. As a matter of fact, it should be, you should be happy when you got to rest. Meaning he ain't attacking you for a minute or two. You got to rest. If the devil is dogging you real bad, you shouldn't be complaining. You should be in the word. You should be seeking God how to overcome him. If he has afflicted you, you got to understand something. That's the nature of the devil's life. I say that's the nature of his life. Why should you be surprised at the devil doing what the devil does? Why should you be surprised at the demons doing what the demons do? That's what they do. Now, here's something. You might get mad with me. You might get off the tear line and never come back. And I just say, see you later. You'll learn. God allows him. God allowed him because God is supreme. God is sovereign. God allowed. I didn't say God initiated. I just say the devil does what the devil does. You would never grow. You would never become an overcomer if you don't overcome something. You will never have a testimony if you ain't never been tested. Yes, you will suffer persecution. Stop being surprised at what the devil does and learn how to overcome him. You see, God has an eternal purpose for you. And you ain't going to never reach it if you don't overcome the obstacles and the stumbling blocks. That's what the Bible calls them, stumbling blocks. That the devil lays before you. I think First Peter chapter 4, verse 12 says, in the world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I think maybe John 16, 31. I'm just talking to you out of my heart this morning. So don't judge me if I get, if I put the scripture in the wrong. I know them. I know where they are. Sometimes, you know, I have to wait for the Holy Spirit to give it to me. Jesus said, take heart. 
I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. God said, no temptation has come upon you except what is common to man, brothers and sisters. And God is faithful. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring. And stop trying to come to man or woman for what you need to go to God and get. God says, put on that full armor. God talks about them flaming arrows. When this stuff is coming at you, you got to stand on the truth. The truth of God, the truth of God's word. You must stand on it. And then you got to stand in the righteousness. In the righteousness of God, which you receive through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's why you got that righteousness. For those of you that think you're all this and that, you're not. It was through the sacrifice of Jesus that you became righteous. But you can respond. You can respond to everything the devil try to put at you or on you. Because not only is it a fact, it's the truth. The devil going to always send you fiery darts and flaming arrows of affliction. And there always some of them are going to arise like they're your own thoughts or like it belongs to you. It doesn't. So you got to get that settled. Those of you that had those papers where I had you write your family members' names down on them, I asked you to hold them for some day. Why don't you get those papers out and lay hands on them this morning? You see, the devil is your enemy. And his job is to undermine, to cause you to doubt. His, his job is to keep you weak in the faith. He wants you to blame yourself. He wants you to live in shame. And and those are the cases that I'm, I'm dealing with outside of on this headline. But the people are on the headline. Because at where I'm at now, I, want, I don't even want to minister to anybody if they don't understand who and what. If they don't understand that they're operating under a spirit of spiritual deceit orchestrated against them and manifested through the works of the devil. First John 3 and 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. For the purpose, you become born again, spirit-filled, moving and thrown in the power of God to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. To dispel the lives of the enemy. But some of you let your guard down. The devil knew what he was doing. He knew if he could disrupt your love walk, if he could 
turn your joy into sorrow? If he could turn your positive, optimistic spirit about God to doubting, he knew that it wouldn't be long before you would be cut off from the blessings and the inheritance that you have in God through Christ brought into manifestation in the earth realm through the power of God's own Holy Spirit, which indwells you. It's simple. Lisa always thought it was until I had to encounter so many people that believe in false faith belief. What you mean, Erica, false faith belief? I'm talking about witchcraft. I'm talking about new age. I'm talking about anything other than what your faith should rest in. So why are you going this way? I'm going this way because obviously God don't want you to be left out of Romans chapter 6 of verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That life as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Newness of life. Now, the Bible wouldn't say we should walk in it if it wasn't available for us. It is. And you know what? I don't think, I could be wrong, maybe somebody else could, but I don't think it's but one scripture, and that's the one in Romans, where it talks about clearly, no parable, no metaphor. It says clearly, newness of life, newness of life. But you can't walk in the newness of life if you're still trying to Walk in the deadness of sin. It ain't going to work. You see, Jesus came as a demonstration of the truth. And you got to believe it. Not only do you have to believe it, you have to accept it and adapt to it. If you're not, you're going to be left. You're going to be left. You're going to be left. I I think the only thing, the most horrible thing, is to be alive and living and breathing and dead. Man, that's hell. It's called hell on earth. Sheol. S-A-G-O-U-L. Hell. Hell on earth. So, you ain't got to die to experience hell because some of us are living right now in hell on earth. And I'm only including myself because I'm trying to get out of it. (laughs) Because I recognize it. I don't want it. You got an opportunity. They call this social distancing. Distancing. God calls it come away. He said, Come away with me. Come away. Even the world know you have to come out the world and the world begin to get better. Through what? Except the grain of corn fall to the ground and die. It cannot what? 
live. It cannot resurrect new life. I'm just sharing with you this morning a little bit. I had a speaker back up on track. And if I don't, I'll find a new way to do this. But I'm not allowing sabotage from the enemy. I'm not allowing stumbling blocks. I'm not allowing anything that would make me be double-minded of two minds, double soul of two souls. Uh, 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 uh. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's okay. Because when these people I'm ministering to come out, they're coming out with a brand new revelation. They're coming out under a manifestation of the power of God, alive and resident within them. They're coming out with power. They're coming out in demonstrations. You see, God is making them a witness. People were witnessing everything they've been going through. All those mockers and scoffers and scorners. You notice their mouth ain't too big right now. Why? Because they were scared. You can talk that talk if you want to. When the when it comes down, the real you gonna come out. If you're scared, it's coming out. It's coming out. But you don't have to be scared anymore. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to, brothers and sisters. You don't have to. You have a sure foundation. You have a sure foundation, and that foundation is in Christ Jesus. You have a sure way. A way that's not going to crumble. A way that's not going to veer off the right way. You have a high way, and it's time for you to come out to low country. You have a high way. You have a high way. It's a high way. God. Make no mistake about it. It's a highway. The question is, why are you afraid? When you ain't you want you didn't act like you were scared of the devil, and that's the lowest way. So somewhere along the line there's some deception. But if you can't see it, you will not attain it. Mm. Later on today, I want you to look at um, Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Luke 14, 23, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges. 
go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Now, as I look at that word hedges, I'm reminded of something. Let me see if I can find it. Thank you, God. The Bible says, that's what I thought. The Bible says that Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 8. Thank you, God. I'm going to break it this morning. It says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. But I remember up here in Job chapter 3, verse 23, why is light given to a man whose way is his and whom God hath hedged in? Isaiah 5 and 5, and now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Hmm. This morning, this is what I'm going to do. Grab, uh, grab your paper towel real quick. Thank you, God. I've been fishing. I was fishing. I was fishing and I was waiting. If you're on here, I told you somebody going to get healed this morning. And I didn't know how God was going to do it. But I knew I was on the sideline and I knew I was waiting and I knew I was fishing. I want you to renounce. The scripture says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. In Psalm chapter 89 and 40, Thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. Yay! I got it. I went fishing and I got me a big old fish this morning. In the name of Jesus, I destroy every witchcraft hedge of false protection. I destroy the power of all evil guardian angels. I break the power of every curse that is on top of a curse and on top of a curse that was set in place through witchcraft to hedge the person in so that they might not ever receive the freedom of God. Right now, I send in the name of Jesus the fire of God to consume 
the spirit of the serpent. And I break the power of the hedge, and I command the ruination of whoever tried to build those hedges and build them false layers of evil guardian protection. In the name of Jesus, I bind you up this morning. I bind you in chains and fetters of iron, covered with the blood, covering of the blood of Jesus. I command that hedge be destroyed by the fire of God. I command that stronghold to go to ruin and become destroyed in the name of Jesus. I bind up every spirit unloosed behind it, and I command you, go get out the body. Loose that body this morning. Go. I command the bite of the serpent. Every mark of the serpent. I break the power of shadows. Every dark cloud erected through witchcraft. By any person, any spirit, any celestial or terrestrial spiritual entity. So, Lord God, I ask you to send your holy angels to help in the battle this morning. Bind up all these terrestrial and celestial spirits. Bind them up. Bind up every airway spirit. Come out of the lungs. So, get out the lungs. So, get out the chest area. So, get out of the diaphragm. So, Get out of the sinuses. Go. Get out of the mucous membranes. Go. In the name of Jesus. Go. Come off the skin. Go. Get off the skin. Go. Psoriasis, eczema. Go. In the name of Jesus. Get off the back of the neck, the shoulders. Go. Right now. And I break the power of heaviness, depression, Alzheimer's. Go! Palsy. Go! Get out. Get out of that body right now. Go! Get out of that right arm. Go! Get off the rotator cuff. Get off the shoulder bone. Get off of the, I don't know where this is, S-C-A, scapula, scapula. Go. Get out. Get off the nerve endings of the spine. Go. Get out of the womb. Go. Go, loose the womb. Loose the womb. Go. All the way out of that womb. And I command that sperm count to be made normal. I command that womb to become fertile. That natural womb and that spiritual womb. I thank you, Father God, you healing the body this morning. I thank you for ministry to the body this morning. 
Help us to believe, Lord Jesus. We're called believers for a reason. Help us. different now, now that my heart's been found, nothing really feels the same, I hold my head a bit higher, I lift my voice a bit louder, yeah, something inside has changed, I am a mountain mover, water walker, more than just an overcomer, cause I've been set free. I am a gospel preacher, heart on fire, freedom singing, death is fire, cause I've been redeemed. I am a believer.
destroy the power of our revenge, retaliation, lash back. You did not take revenge, retaliate, or lash back on any person that was deceived, deliverance, or part of this deliverance. Their family members or their generational family members, I command you to be bound to the pit until the day of judgment by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Father God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, heal every area that was emptied out this morning. Heal that area. And fill, fill, fill your people with more of you. More of you. More of you, God. More of you. Fill, 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 fill. This is Erica Joseph Shepherd. Thank you for joining me this morning. Coming to you from Dalton, Georgia. Dalton, Georgia. Under open heaven. This is Jesus Believers Church, home of the Ted Line Ministry. Yes, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. You're falling in love. Fall in love with the right person, the right someone.
going to sign off in a minute. I want to thank God again today. Today is moving day. From downtown, downtown Dalton to Jesus Believers Church. We've been moving little by little, but today the moving truck comes and moves everything out to office. I'll let you know when the second moving day is coming. It's on the way. This is going to be a good morning for you, brothers and sisters, because remember, if the head is blessed, the people are blessed. And the head of the 10-line ministry is especially blessed. That's all I can say. Good morning.
serious. You morning people are blessed because you command your day. <laughs>